Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 10 of Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. This episode is for the week of June 22nd, 2020. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services. And I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications for ERS and our Executive Producer. How are you today, Kristen? Well, I am doing well, Brian. I am enjoying summer. Absolutely. Can you believe we're already at episode 10? Yeah, I love it. This has been a lot of fun. Actually, it's uh, gone by pretty quickly for me. Yeah, it has. I think when we first started on this in late March, I never imagined we'd get to 10 episodes, but it's, it's certainly been a, a labor of love. You know, with a, I've had a background in media and I know you've, you have too, but this is been a lot of fun to produce. And, and, and I think what I've really enjoyed is the conversations with our residents and those weekly updates with Laura. Definitely connecting with the residents and getting to hear uh, Laura's take on the week has been just the, the best part about this for me. Well, let's keep the good times rolling. Uh, you want to give us a little rundown of uh, today's episode? Today joining us on the show is Dupree House resident Kay Howard. Kay, I got to know really well. She is a resident volunteer over at our support office, and I got to know her there. Of course, we haven't seen each other in a few months, so it was nice to catch up with Kay. Of course, we'll be getting uh, our weekly check-in with President and CEO, Laura Lamb. Sounds like we have a wonderful show again today, Kristen. So excited to get started. Why don't you go ahead and introduce our first guest? Kay and I got to connect this week, so here's our interview. Welcome, Kay Howard, resident at Dupree House. Kay, thanks for joining me. Oh, I am delighted. I'm delighted just to uh, uh, be a part of, of Dupree House. I really am. Oh, well, uh, thank I'm, you. Well, yes, some of the I, things that I, uh, we're talking with uh, our residents who we have as guests on the podcast is uh, what you're doing to stay active and engaged right now. I know that you're one of those folks that doesn't... Uh, you know, letting grass grow under her feet, you're, you're always out and about. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess that, that's a pretty good way of saying it, out and about. Um, I do like, yes, I do like to be active. And uh, I do, uh, well, they all tease me about, about my bouncy ball. I, <laughs> instead of walking around the grounds, which, you know, a lot of people here do, and the grounds are very lovely, but I, uh, my legs were very happy to walk around, but my arms were saying, we're bored. And so I got a tennis ball. And so now I bounce the ball all around the grounds and they, uh, (laughs) other people just look at me and smile. (laughs) But anyway, but my arms and hands are happy now. So that was good. Yeah. And then uh, also, also then uh, I've been uh, uh, jump roping and I, I start, you know, I've been jump roping since I was about, you know, nine or 10 years old, I guess, as a child and haven't done it. Uh, until about oh, maybe four years ago, four years ago, I started again. Wow. Um, yeah, and I thought, well, I just wanted to get out and you know, and just be active. And you say, I, I hate to sit and do nothing, but um, then uh, the the athletic man here, uh, Greg, said, well, why? You know, you can jump. I can see that. Okay, why don't you uh, jump backwards to do that for a little bit? <laughs> and That's I a thought. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I thought the man was crazy. <laughs> I said, what do you mean jump backwards? So, But I tried it. He, he did say it wouldn't kill me. And I tried it, and I loved it. So I've been doing it ever since then. But And also, I like being outside because around here, um, I've, I've seen a turtle. I've seen deer several times and some hawks flying around. And, of course, uh, if when you're walking around here, you'll see a dog of every kind that is oh, on earth yes. uh yes we're we're very close to a um, no no kill place yes. and there are nice people walking dogs around all the time and so it's, well, and it's I, kind of fun being outside i know of course yes. you see our our own Gigi Dupree from time to time walking with Tracy. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, yes. Oh, yes, definitely, yes. So, and then inside, uh, one of the most active things here, or one of the many active things, I should say, is the library that we have here. And so I have been kind of active in that, uh, as, ever, I mean, so many other people have also. But our library, it's a 24-hour library which I, we're trying to be convenient, right? Yes, absolutely. So you can, yeah, you can go down there any hour you want. If you can't sleep at night and it's midnight and you think, I just can't get to sleep, you can go down, turn on a couple of lights, grab a book. You can go upstairs and read again. Um, I love so, that. <laughs> yes, well, it's always available. And then uh, we do have more than 2,000 books in the library. Uh, it's uh, kind of interesting. Some books that are, uh, we buy and bring in, they're um, uh, like, well, one book comes to mind uh, where the crawdads sing. It came in and the library never saw it, I guess, for the next three three or four months because it was so popular that because it went person to person. Oh, let me have that when you're finished. Oh, let me have that. And so, it, as I say, the library itself never saw it for months but so that's the way the library works it's they will wait until you finish your the book that you're reading before they want it <laughs> so which is nice so uh, but all through this I think the main steady thing that is very uh, oh beneficial and lucky or lucky about for the residents is the staff is kind of willing to put up with a lot of us you know that <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think they think it that way, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, but they and they show the fact that yes, they're they they are cooperative. And if you do ask for something that you think, oh, this is crazy, but it really would be nice, they'll say, oh, well, yes, I think maybe we can arrange that. And the staff here is uh, uh, tremendous. I moved here because uh, back in well. 2007, if you can believe that, that's how long I've been here. Wow. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm 90 years old. But my, I came in with my husband because my husband had Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, and that's not a good combination. So that's why we moved in, and then he died uh, a, a couple of years later, and then I thought, oh, what'll I do? And I thought, well, mm -hmm. um, I could you know, move to a condominium or something and I thought oh but then I couldn't see Sally again I couldn't see Susie again I couldn't see Mary Lou again I mean really and I thought then I couldn't do all the act the activities because it sounded like much more fun than a condominium yes, so I've been here ever since and happy so uh, and you know you bring up a good point about the 
the staff um, and, and during these times, yes, so many of those things that we relied on are, oh. are not accessible to us right now. So, you know, it's been really yeah. fun to see the creativity that comes out, the new ideas of different things that, that we can, can still do that uh, keep everyone. Oh, ab absolutely. Uh, really, I think the staff is the unnoticed because they do it so well. Oh, um, yes. yes, you know the way they act and uh, act around us, and it is think that they really are glad. Think that they really are glad that they can help us. Now that's pretty good. That doesn't happen everywhere. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Now we're waiting for any <laughs> any change of uh, of structure as far as uh, the uh, virus is concerned. It would be nice if things improve, but. Uh, until then, we're enjoying it here. Uh, yes, and, and, and there is a, there are uh, gatherings that we can play uh, cards together occasionally, and so it still is very nice. And I will say that uh, now we're learning more about Zoom than a lot of us ever would have realized uh, through the efforts of uh, Dupree House use Zoom, and I'm, I'm talking like a 90-year-old, I'm saying Zoom like it's a foreign word, and to me it is a foreign word, but now you're, I'm, it's not so foreign with me anymore. Well, we're Zooming so. now, and you're doing great. <laughs> you're, okay. You're All right. Oh, well, listen, Kristen, I, thank you very much. Yes, it's never dull around yes. here. That's it's always true. always something new. Yes, and yeah. I know that uh, we always appreciated your help when you were at the support office as a volunteer. Oh, and yeah. I think that's actually how I met and got to know you. And uh, we have that uh, journalism oh, yes. background in okay. common, and we really hit it off. But um, I know one of these days we'll get back to that where we can um, be together and engage together at the. At the oh yeah, that office. was great. Right, the constant work. I mean, there's always something. I never <laughs> sat there and twiddled thumbs. I just never got a chance to. <laughs> so maybe that's something I can try to do, but I doubt it. Uh, twiddling thumbs and doing nothing is not. Uh, I will love getting back to ordinary life, but in the meantime, it you know. I'm still having fun. So yeah. one other question, Kay, I'm asking those that I'm interviewing here on our podcast is uh, uh -huh. about what might be on your summer reading list. Is there anything in particular you're going to um, read this summer that you can recommend? You never should have asked me that question. Now, that was the first mistake because I do have a new <laughs> book, and it's called Die Laughing, Killer Jokes for Newly Old Folks. Now, how about that for a title? That sounds really good. <laughs> and I've been reading it, and some of the jokes, are, I mean, it's a good book, it's funny, and it, I, you can't worry about anything else when you're laughing. Because I just opened this book up, and it says this one thing. I'm sure that at my funeral, people will be saying, I didn't know that he owned a suit. And again, without a date. <laughs> so so it's it's cute cute so, okay well that's that's my latest sharing that book with us and thank you for joining us today on the podcast and uh, okay fine. i well, will hope to talk to you again soon okay fine thank you good All to see right, you again you. or not talk to you again Kristen. Exactly. bye take care
Kristen, it was so nice to hear from Kay. Kay, as you mentioned, is a resident volunteer, and I haven't seen her in several weeks, so it was so great to hear that interview and all the unique things she does, really, to, to stay busy and engaged and, uh, and entertained. Yeah. So I don't know if I say this every week, but that had to be one of my favorite interviews, getting to connect with Kay again. And uh, always um, good to hear her positive thoughts and uh, her inspirations for how to, you know, switch it up, learn something new and uh, stay involved and engaged. Well, you want to tee up the next segment? Next up is our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. Let's listen as uh, Brian and Laura talk about the week at ERS. So we're back this week uh, with President and CEO, Laura Lamb. How are you, Laura? Great, Brian. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. It's been a, a really nice week, and uh, it's good to be back with you, as always, for our weekly updates. Yeah. This week, we had our staff meetings, and you always share some great stories that happen throughout our communities with our staff, and I always like to have you share those with our listeners too. You seem to kind of have a couple of different kind of cool groupings this year, one about exercise and the other uh, more around the topic of food. So I, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners some of the kind of interesting stories about exercise in our communities and amongst our teams. You know, it's funny, like as I was sharing with the staff meeting, I had this aha that I did group them exactly the way you said. And my husband had a theory on that is that at home, really working on getting our steps so that we can mm-hmm. have dirt. <laughs> yeah. so I think that, that kind of was a subconscious or subliminal kind of thing that I was working on. So, you know, obviously exercise and wellness is a key part of the work that we do with our residents and our staff for that matter. Mm-hmm. And the two stories that really caught my eye this week around the ERS were um, the first one is at St. Paul Village and it, it you know, it's St. Paul Village, but it's really all of our communities. Um, But the example is just how our wellness staff at all locations have been able to take the lemons, you know, not being able to have our gyms open and make lemonade, which is we, we still need to keep moving as people. We can't, you know, forget our exercise and our wellness regimen. So the build on that is, you know, holding exercise in smaller groups, holding exercise, wearing masks, uh, six feet apart, uh-huh. you know, and we can do that and we can do that. You know, we also continue to do our exercise uh, classes via Zoom and technology. And yep. I loved listening to one of our residents on our podcast a couple of weeks ago saying, boy, I hope they don't get rid of those Zoom classes. Right. And we get back to quote unquote normal because I really, I really like doing them in the comfort of my apartment versus you know, in a congregate space. So yeah. I, I love that story because it just showed us how we are continuing to re reinvent how we do things. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I, th- I think the example that they had at St. Paul Village was, I think they were playing chair volleyball or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So again, something you could do. They had gloves on because they were all touching the yep. same ball. So yep. that was nice to see. Yeah. And then the other one came from Parish Health Ministry. And what I really like about this one is that it's kind of digging deep into our toolkit, right? So Parish Health Ministry introduced a program. It's been, Brian, I think it's been more than 10 years ago, 
yeah. walk 50 miles in 50 days. And, you know, as we started again, hunkering down and couldn't go out, the folks in parish health ministry realized that, you know, there was an opportunity to resurface walk 50 miles in 50 days. And mm-hmm. this is a program, if you're not familiar with it, that is just so wonderful because what it does is it combines physical wellness with spiritual wellness. Mm-hmm. So the challenge is you need to get up and walk 50 miles in 50 days. And I guess you could just do that, but because it's Parathel's ministry and because we're ERS, we mm-hmm. would like our participants to um, you know, stretch and use that, those miles as ways to meditate, to pray, to reflect. And we had more than 20 people answer the charge or the challenge. And in the course of that 50 days, they walked more than 2000 miles, which, you know, of course, um, the math, you don't have to um, have a calculator to know that they did well more than 50 miles per participant. So really, really cool to see. What a great program. And as you said, it just at a a very timely point with all this stress and challenge in our lives and to have that spiritual base along with the exercise, I think is to your point, very important. It is. And it's something that is so, you know, that's one of the things that I I mentioned that we've been doing at our house. It's like at the end of your day, you know, getting out outside is a wonderful way just I don't know about you, but it just recharges me. It's like, I'm not even into my stride and I'm already feeling better just being outside, getting some fresh air and walking. So yeah, absolutely. Getting out and walking our dog has been very helpful during these times for sure. So I know the other topic was around food in our our communities as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I just, you know, dining services, our dining staff are just top-notch every day, but they've really gotten out of the box when it comes to what they can do to help um, all of the staff, the nurses, you know, the social workers, our life enrichment, they're doing their part. So I wanted to highlight them. Um, One example is, you know, in this area of the country, we all live for summer when we find out the peach truck's coming, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Pete Juszczyk at Dupree House, you know, knows how much he enjoys peaches and knows that our residents, um, you know, don't have that access that they might have had in previous years. So Mm -hmm. we um, secured some delicious peaches and shared them with each and every one of our residents when they delivered the nightly meals. Um, Similarly, at uh, at Marjorie P. Lee, we created these really cute um, surprise snack bags that um, Carol and her team send out to all the residents. And oh, how fun! Um, yeah, and then the ECH team, you know, they decided that their expression of food and love um, this last week was going to be in the form of uh, banana splits. So again, you know, a, a real um, indication that it is summer is, um, to be able to enjoy a bl- banana split. So, oh. um, and the, the, fo- the pictures of our residents and staff enjoying mm-hmm. the banana splits were just, just incredible. Just incredible. Oh, yeah. I, we put the pictures of the, uh, banana splits on Facebook at ACH and, uh, mm. boy, those looked, looked good. Yummy. So, yeah. And, and, and back onto the peaches, I will say that made me rather jealous and, my wife picked some up from our f- local fruit stand up here and uh, made peach cobbler. So 
<laughs> that that motivated my family. Uh, oh, it, it well, really glad I could help you, Brian. You Thank owe me you. one. Thank you. You yes, even offered to share the peach cobbler, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll bring it down. Um, okay. <laughs> we've had some discussions over the last few weeks. I know last week we had a, a pretty serious discussion about kind of where we were as a country with COVID-19 and really needing to hunker down. But I think, you know, as the news has gone on more and more this week and our governors have made updates and we've certainly seen more hot spots and, and more hospitalizations and things like that. I just wanted to bring that back up with you. And there's certainly been some things that uh, have been happening within our communities this past week. So um, st starting with Marjorie P. Lee, I know there's been some testing there. So I was wondering if you could maybe share your thoughts and, and give an update on uh, what's going on with COVID-19 within our communities. Absolutely, Brian. And I, I, I know that I'm going to sound like a bit of a broken record, but I just think we have to just start and end everything we do with, you know, we, we are living and working in communities that have, um, we're, we're going through the surge. Right. Uh, in many of our communities. I think there, um, I read something that said, you know, um, it became, uh, Labor Day came and went, Mm -hmm. We got excited about su summer and we yeah. all lost our minds. Right, right. <laughs> you know, oh, it's summer. We don't need masks because it's hot or, oh, we don't have to do social distance. And I would just implore every one of our listeners, whether or not you're a staff member, a resident, mm -hmm. a family member, just someone in the general public, you know, the only way to stop this uh, virus in its tracks is the guidelines from CDC, which are uh, social distancing, wearing masks, and proper hygiene. And we're not doing that consistently as a community. And it is frightening. And I would go even further to say that the unintended victims of our lack of vigilance on this as a society are going to be our frail elders. And that just gets me. I just can't, can't allow any conversation to go without saying, we have to do better guys when it comes to making sure that we're being extremely careful um, and abiding by these guidelines. So that, that's been the message um, to our staff, Brian. You know that we've had staff meetings and yep. um, I've been a little bit more than outspoken. And yeah. you know, for our staff, you know, we've said to, to everyone, you know, no one's forced you to work in aging services, right? Mm -hmm. We've all made a decision to work in this amazing field. Um, with that comes a responsibility. So mm -hmm. we can't let our neighbors or our friends or, our, you know, the com community at large decide what we can and cannot do. We are folks that live and uh, or work in um, our residents' home, and therefore we have to hold ourselves and one another to a much higher standard, much higher standard. You know, we can't I, I've not, and I know you haven't, we, none of us are eating in, in restaurants as an example, mm -hmm. you know, um, we, you know, we are being choiceful in how we're spending our time away 
from our communities because we know that we none of us would want to be the one to um, contract it or be asymptomatic and bring it to our residents. So right. it's been a it's been a difficult you know period because I feel like we're we're all getting tired of being cautious and yeah. There's a term that I heard, um, caution fatigue, and I get that. Yeah. But we're, we're not through it, guys. We have to keep doing it and doing it consistently every time. Every yeah. time we're out in public, you know, by your keys, you should have a mask, right? Right. <laughs> that's, right. that's what we do here. It's like right by the keys are our masks so that it's that constant reminder. When you leave this house, you have a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the... There's like the four main things we've been kind of hearing from the CDC, wear your mask, wash your hands. If you cough, you know, or sneeze, sneeze into your elbow and, uh, and keep your physical distance. Mm -hmm. So I, I know yeah. we talked about that at ECH a couple of weeks ago, but we've been having that at Marjorie P. Lee this week. Yeah, we started the week thinking we were going to have Dupree and Marjorie Lee's testing this week, but the National Guard who's facilitating it pushed off our Dupree testing until mid-July, but we mm -hmm. were able to begin the Marjorie Lee testing that was held on site on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And in the course of four and a half hours, the National Guard tested about 250 people, which wow. was amazing, amazing to watch. I was tested, I had the test. And um, it does not touch your brain. I want to say that. <laughs> um, that was the joke around. Yeah. It's like, touch it. no, it doesn't. It's not physically yeah. possible. But um, yeah, so 250 of us were tested. And it, we just reached the 72-hour mark this morning at 9 a.m. So as you, can ex as you can imagine, the test results are starting to trickle in. We expect to have the the majority of the test response or test results back by uh, Monday is kind of what we're thinking based on the pace that they're coming in. Okay, good, good. Wow. So next week I'll be able to share kind of the results. I would think next time we're together. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then I know down at ECH there in uh, in down in Louisville and Kentucky, the governor's given some new instructions about um, opening up. Um, nursing homes and senior living organizations, but I know you, you've got a message for our listeners down there that um, we still need to be cautious during this time and, and, and really look at what we're doing for the long term. Yeah, for sure. And, and unfortunately, the soundbite and the media can only get so many words in, you know, to a, a 30 second story. And I get that. But yep. the soundbite led people to believe that um, personal care is opening up on Monday for family visits. And right. Episcopal Church Home, as you know, Brian, is a retirement community. So we are meaning that we have multiple levels of care. So we're uh -huh. hold, held to the standard of the most restrictive guideline, which is the skilled nursing. So right. um, the earliest anyone in a retirement community, multiple level care could have um, visits would be actually July 15th, not next Monday. Right. So that's an important clarification. The other thing is, um, this is guidelines. So the governor's not saying, 
hey, all nursing homes, you have to open um, July 15th. He, he has to trust the leadership of all the nursing homes in the state to understand that only the staff at those nursing homes understand what's happening in their building and whether or not they're ready for that. Mm -hmm. So it's guidance. It's not a mandate. That's an important distinction. So at ECH, you know, now that we have the guidance that we could open that up um, in mid-July, now the real work begins with the leadership team to say, okay, with this guidance, are we ready? And what are the systems and protocols right. that we need to put in place? So um, again, I, I understand a little soundbite. Um, everybody's excited, but I just want to be caution, uh, cautionary just to say um, it's not quite as it appeared <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the few seconds it was recorded. Yeah. And I think just to underscore what you said, it, it's not even just about when things happen, but how it all happens right. and having that thought and process so that we're looking out for our residents and, and our staff and, and the family members. So. Well, you know, all the hard work that we've done in the organization over the last, it's, it'll be four months. Yeah. Um, would be for not could go away so quickly if to your excellent point, Brian, that we don't focus on the how. Right. Uh, open up. So that's what we're doing. I, I, I commit to all of the listeners. We're, we're really making sure that that's that what we're doing. It's not, not so much the when, but how we're going to do it. Well, I think that's, uh, that's it for this week, Laura. Thank you so much again for joining us and providing your weekly update. You are most welcome. I hope you enjoy your, your weekend and we'll see each other next week, I hope. Yeah, you too. Brian, it is always so great to get these um, updates and success stories from our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. It's uh, inspiring to me and it helps me uh, keep going through the week knowing that uh, wonderful things are still happening all around our communities. Yeah, yeah. She had some great, great stories once again uh, with the dining teams really going out of the way to serve our residents and of course, getting our residents uh, and our clients active. So fun, fun as always. Well, uh, that's it for this latest episode. Again, episode 10. Wow, thanks so much. Next week, we're actually going to be on a break. It's the week of July 4th. So I think uh, I'm going to take a few days of rest off uh, and uh, we'll come back strong right after the 4th of July. For more information about ERS, you can visit our website at EpiscopalRetirement.com. We have a lot of great content, including our Linkage Online blog, resources to learn more about aging and the services we offer, and so much more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within ERS and our communities. If you have any questions or feedback from us, we love hearing from our listeners. You can email us at info at erslife.org. The Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and myself, Brian Reynolds. Fiasha Davis is our associate producer, and our technical director is Michelle Hain. I'd like to thank our guests today, including Kay Hauer of Dupree House, and of course, uh, Laura Lamb, president and CEO, for always being available to give her updates and the great things going on within ERS. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds, and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to 
to you joining our next podcast in two weeks. Thanks so much, Kristen. Brian, have a great holiday. You too.